Hi! Welcome, my name is Anna. And I'm Monica. And we decided to start this podcast because we wish we had a big sister growing up. To help us through this crazy journey we call life. So here we are hoping that we can be that for you. So wherever you are in life, whether you're single, married, or anything in between, let's take a break together and just hang out. Follow along as we try to share why you were made for amor. Bump date time. Monica, how's your little bump doing today? So this week, my baby is 23 weeks. She is the size of a grapefruit. Some symptoms for this week. Apparently, I'm going to start snoring. Ooh, can't (laughs) wait to hear that. I know. We'll see. We'll ask Fernando this week, and we'll see if he hears me snoring. Um, I'm going to get a bigger appetite, which I don't understand because I'm already hungry all day, every day. Dang. She literally brought like a little snack, a little, (laughs) um, some mangos con chile. I know Anna's mom was like, have you craved anything specific? And I was like, yeah, usually like fruit, like mangoes. And literally in my backpack, I had a thing of dried mangoes. (laughs) Yeah. Like we came to the room and she was like, uh, and she just like brought out this giant thing of mangoes. I know. Mangoes, cucumbers, and popcorn is where it's at. Yeah, that's my little bump date. I'm getting bigger by the day. Yeah. Feeling baby kick more and more. I'm a little scared because people always say, yeah, in the third trimester, they like kick your ribs and like all these crazy organs. And I'm just like, ah. So I ended up finding this girl on YouTube that I really like. Mm -hmm. And it's cool because she goes into detail about how to prepare for labor so it's super cool she had a natural tell me who (laughs) her name is bridget taylor okay yeah but she's really good she talks about different things like um how to prepare um what contractions feel like she Mm. literally vividly explains like what they feel like and she's an she's a health educator so Mm. she is literally educating moms on different i don't know it's just super cool yeah so for the past week, I've been watching her videos, and I think I'm, like, <laughs> ready to pop this baby out, you know? You're like, I'm ready for you. <laughs> yeah, but it's been cool to learn, and I, like, it just makes me excited to keep watching videos and keep learning about the process. Mm-hmm. One of the biggest things that I've learned from her video is, like, if you're trying to have a natural birth, which everybody's birth story might change last minute, mm-hmm. but, you know, you have to go in with a birth plan, yeah. but if you're trying to have a natural birth, you have to start with knowing your why like why you want to do it like you can't just i guess go into it and be like oh i decided today that i'm gonna have a natural birth like when you go into labor you have to kind of prep mentally because from what i've heard obviously i've never given birth or even nothing close to it um but from what i've heard you the pain is so much that you just kind of like you're like it feels like it's never gonna end and there's a point where you're like i feel like i'm gonna die so then like having that prep the way i see it is like a soccer game Mm -hmm. you know me being an athlete my whole life like i had a practice for these games i had Mm -hmm. a it was a full-on like we train Mm -hmm. for tournaments or for big games and you just don't show up to a game and say i'm in shape and i'm ready to win this final you Mm -hmm. know like you just don't do that you have to prepare to get to that point so she kind of connected that to birth like you don't just say what on the day of delivery oh today i'm gonna have a natural birth like you have to mentally you know maybe some women do you know yeah. who knows because the woman body is crazy but you have to mentally prepare spiritually prepare physically prepare mm-hmm. for that to happen so that your body can easily not easily because i'm not saying it's easy but it, it'll be easier for your body to adjust to that specific 
situation mm-hmm. because you've been training up until that day yeah you know and so i think the biggest thing for me too was she mentioned that we have to have our why that way when things get hard we think of our why mm-hmm. and that why motivates us to have this baby type yeah of thing. <laughs> Have you thought of your why? I have. That was like the first thing that I thought about because I'm also reading this book. It's called Mama Natural. Mm. And that was also the first advice that they gave, like remembering your why. And like for me specifically, I think it would be like my grandma, my maternal grandma had seven kids all natural. Mm. So my why is like if she can do it, generations on generations before me have done it. Mm -hmm. So if these women could do it, I can do it. Yeah. You know? She's like your inspiration. Exactly. And also... Another thing that I've thought about has been our bodies. You know, it's my first child, so I don't really know what our bodies are capable of yet because Mm -hmm. I'm not, I haven't delivered the baby. Yeah. But seeing so far what it's done to my body, I know, and what I've read so far, it's like I know that our bodies were made for this. God obviously allowed for this experience to happen, you Mm -hmm. know? So it's like if we remember that our bodies are able and capable of doing this, I think that's another why. I just think it's so powerful to think of it that way too. Yeah. But yeah, that's where I'm at. (laughs) (laughs) That bump date. (laughs) We had a premium bump date. We went above and beyond. You know what? Let's just talk about the bump date this episode because I'm interested in hearing more about it. And we had a whole other episode planned, but let's just dive into the bump date. I'm at the point in my pregnancy right now where, like, whenever I go to doctor's appointments, my doctor's already saying, like, for example, this past doctor's appointment, she was like, okay, well, here's the admissions paperwork for the hospital. And then she was like, oh, so here's um, a list of, like, things you need. And it's getting to that point where I think I need to start planning because right now I only go to the doctors once a month, Uh which means that I only have – I heard your last month you go more often. I think it's, like, Uh every week or something, but – I technically only have four months left, so I'm probably going to see her like seven times. That's crazy. Total left, you know? Uh And so I think I'm at that point where whenever I do go to the doctor, she'll be like, okay, well, this is what you need. Yeah, because you guys don't don't have like a car seat or any of that stuff yet. Nothing. The receptionist at my doctor's, she was like, wait, how many months are you? And I was like, oh, I'm... How many months am I? Five. <laughs> I'm five months. And she was like, what? Where has time gone? But it's like they only see me once a month. Yeah. <laughs> and she didn't start seeing me till month three, uh-huh. which means that I've only seen her like three times, mm-hmm. two or three times. I'm going to go for my sixth week. What is it? Postpartum appointment. Uh-huh. She's going to be like, you already have a baby. I know. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, we're trying to like prepare now that it's kind of starting to feel closer. Mm-hmm. That's why I started watching videos on YouTube because I think I just want to educate myself because obviously I can have a plan, mm-hmm. but I want to educate myself to the point where if my plan doesn't go according to what I have planned, mm-hmm. then what do I do? What's next? Yeah. How does Fernando handle it? Yeah. You know, so. Speaking about plans, we always got to tie it back into like <laughs> God and stuff, you know? Yes. Um. So how do you feel about that? Like, because I know control is like super hard to give up, especially in like those type of scenarios where like it's literally your physical state and all that, you know, like it's your body that's going into this and then your body dictates what happens, you know? So it's not like you mentally you want to control the situation, but your body is ultimately like going to take its course that is naturally going to happen, you know? And, you know, obviously God is going to be there. How do you plan to prepare, like, spiritually and all that stuff 
once the day comes so you are able to like kind of give up that control that day or like just how do you think of all that yeah so i think watching the goes going back to the videos i think mm-hmm. it's just really opened my mind to how i want to approach my delivery mm-hmm. the girl is very um that i'm listening to she's very focused on natural which goes hand in hand with like my spiritual um mindset i guess of how mm-hmm. i want to handle this birth because i spiritually like i want to be focused in prayer mm-hmm. i want to be focused in like god is bringing me here because he knows that i can do this and i'm gonna do it because god's gonna be with me mm-hmm. like i want to have those thoughts in my head going into labor mm-hmm. and you know maybe it's easier said than done i don't know but i do hear that once you have fear your pain level automatically goes to like the worst you know Mm -hmm. you when you put fear and pain together they go hand in hand when it comes to delivering a baby Mm -hmm. so just like i think spiritually preparing myself for the day to come where i'm like expecting the pain not like fearing it yeah the que va a haber pain va a haber pain yeah i mean you're giving birth i know (laughs) yeah we're bringing a child into the world like it's not just gonna be rainbows and butterflies you Mm -hmm. know and so i think the fact that if you go into it with fear and being nervous i hear that the more fear you have the more pain you feel so just going into it with like i'm meant to do this and i heard too um from the books that i'm reading and then from the videos that i've been watching that telling yourself positive affirmations throughout your pregnancy kind of also mentally prepares yourself for when you're there Mm -hmm. um, on your delivery date just Mm -hmm. kind of remembering those positive things like i don't know for example like i'm meant to be here my baby and i are a great team Mm -hmm. my baby's coming into this world i've been together with my baby for nine months and now we're gonna meet yeah you know i'm I'm here because God wants me to be here. God brought me here. This is part of God's plan. Just like putting myself positive affirmations throughout my pregnancy, I think spiritually will also hopefully prepare me to (laughs) when that day comes. Yeah. And then just focusing a lot on prayer like we talked about in the previous episode. Tying it back to prayer. Tying it back to there's a baby in my stomach. And And giving up that pain for a bigger purpose. Yeah, that's actually something that I thought about even before being pregnant, Mm -hmm. I would always tell myself like when I'm in labor, I want to offer my pain, my contractions, my everything that I'm going through Mm -hmm. for specific things. So I do have in my mind that whenever the date comes closer of doing like a Q&A on Instagram, like people that have specific prayers, Mm -hmm. you know, or like even just asking people, how can I pray for you? So that when the day of delivery comes, like I'm offering that pain for those people. And I feel like that's also so much more like it gives you more motivation because you're like, okay, this isn't just for me. It's like, okay, this person has this specific intention that I can like help pray for, you know? Right. Yeah. And then just other ways to prepare too, physically and mentally other than like, you know, because you have to be at a good level in all three, like physically, mentally, and spiritually. Like Mm -hmm. it's not just like, oh, I have to be good spiritually, but like not be good physically and Mm -hmm. vice versa. Like I can't, you can't just um, focus on getting one strong and think that that's going to be enough exactly. during labor. Yeah, because you can't. It, they all come hand in hand. And so one thing that I've learned to do like physically is like working out. I even in my bump date for this past week, it was like if you work out those endorphins and those, you know, everything that you feel and that you release – when you work out that's also affecting your baby Mm -hmm. so if you're working out 
you're literally helping your baby yeah i've been super motivated when it comes to like eating healthier like sometimes when i eat unhealthy like i'll be craving like panda or like Mm -hmm. i'll crave something that's really bad i feel so guilty afterwards because i'm just like oh no like i'm craving it and Mm -hmm. this is pleasure and it's great and everything but then afterwards i'm like but is it helping my baby I mean, I think there's a balance, you know, yeah. I think you, you give her a lot of good nutrients as we talked about last in the last episode. So I think it's also a balance of like, okay, I, I get to enjoy it as well. And then also another thing that was brought up in my head when we were talking right now about a natural birth is like the plan might not always go how mm-hmm. you want, you know? So for example, I remember um, I followed Emily Wilson. Mm-hmm throughout her pregnancy and then last um i think it was last minute with her first baby she had to have a c-section because he was like i don't think she was dilating or something like that i don't Mm -hmm. remember exactly what happened but um i remember like her post saying just because you don't give birth one specific way doesn't mean that you did it wrong you know so also remembering that while you're in labor is like okay you want it natural and that's your plan and like that's attainable Mm -hmm. for specific people you know it's attainable but for some people it's not because there's certain things that could happen you know and being kind of like open to that plan change because at the end of the day as we always say like god's will is Mm -hmm. is better than our own so it's like preparing mentally physically and emotionally spiritually for a natural birth but also being open-minded to, like, the fact that birth is such a crazy and, like, life-changing thing that there could be changes in plans or, you know, just a lot of things could be different than what we think it would be. We can plan our life. Mm-hmm. <laughs> We've talked about this before. But at the end of the, the day, God is going to have the final say, you know? Mm-hmm. So we have to be open to that. We have to be open to whatever God has planned mm-hmm. for our lives. And at the end of the day... Like I mentioned, it's you're bringing a baby into the world. One way or another. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> whether it be a C-section, natural, whatever. With a epidural, whatever. Whatever you had to do to get your baby out, like, crazy in, like, the best <laughs> way possible. Like, that's so amazing that you're capable of doing that, you know? Yeah. Have you ever heard of a water birth, though? I, I, I have. I, would you ever do that? I don't think for my first child, it's funny because I actually wanted like a home birth. Like, you know, being a first time mom, you uh-huh. look into all these things that are available out there. Uh-huh. And I literally told Fernando, I was like, what if we do a home birth? Mm-hmm. <laughs> and he was like, um, what? <laughs> <laughs> I started getting so into it, you know? Yeah. And he was like, how, like, how much, like, does our insurance cover it? He started getting all technical. You're like, oh, yeah, huh? (laughs) You're like, I'm just trying to give birth in a homey place. (laughs) Yeah. And basically, so we were back and forth with it. And I started to think that for my first child, I really don't think I would want a home birth because what if something goes wrong? I don't know how to do this. First time doing this. What if it's an emergency C-section and like you have to go to the hospital and but the midwife doesn't have access to it. I just started putting all these things in my head. Going mm-hmm. back to me being a control freak, like trying to control everything that I can do, <laughs> you know. But it just started to sound like it wasn't going to happen. Mm-hmm. And aparte, they don't take insurance. It just makes more sense that at least for my first birth, 
ha- having it at the hospital, experiencing mm-hmm. it at the hospital. And obviously him and I will be on the same page in regards to my birth plan. Mm-hmm. So if for whatever reason I do have to have a C-section or whatever reason I do have to get epidural, then he is going to be my advocate. Like mm-hmm. he'll be advocating for me because yeah. we'll already be on that same birth That's page. That's something or that... on that same page. Wait, what'd you say? <laughs> on that same birth page. Which makes sense. <laughs> I mean, kind of. <laughs> On that same birth page. (laughs) Another thing that I've heard that um, women can control during their um, birth is, like, what they have playing, like, the music or, you know, stuff like that. So, do you have any type of, like, playlist? Like, are you going to be listening to, like, Lady Gaga while you're giving birth or something? (laughs) Feeling super empowered? (laughs) Like, poker face. Oh, no. (laughs) Oh, no. Yeah, so I've been... um, I haven't really asked my doctor what I can and can't do. And I really want to because, again, I like to control. Yeah. Wait, so I have a side note on that. I've also heard um, a lot of videos that I've watched. (laughs) The women are like, yeah, they didn't let me do this. They didn't let me stand up. They didn't let me do that. But at the end of the day, it's your birth. Like, they're not in charge of you. You have to tell them, like, what you're comfortable with, what you're not comfortable with. I mean, there's certain rules, like, in certain states where, like, you have to be laying down when you give birth but like for example i saw a birth in like sweden or something where like they're like okay where do you want to give birth and the girl was like i want to give birth on the floor so they're like okay they got a mat on the floor they put everything so that she could give birth on the floor in the position that she wanted to give birth in wow because at the end of the day this is a natural thing that your body does you know and if gravity helps you by you laying down on the floor or like being in a certain position and you feel like that's comfortable for you Mm -hmm. then you should be able to do that obviously there's some restrictions at hospitals and stuff Mm -hmm. that you have to follow but um at the end of the day like no one at your birth can tell you like you have to do this because it's not up to them it's up to you see and like growing up in movies and stuff that's not what it portrays Mm -hmm. you know birth in movies is like something scary something that women are almost borderline dying like we are screaming and and it could be scary which yeah you know it's fine but they don't make it seem like what you just said where it's our birth they make it seem like it's this way and that's the only way yeah that the baby is coming and you have to be like (laughs) you have to be like sitting in like this weird they always have the weirdest angles in movies for like giving birth it's funny i know and so yeah i need to i need to talk to my doctor about what i can and can't bring because yeah Mm -hmm. like you said different states have different rules but for me, I would want to walk around, you know? Yeah. Who knows? I don't know how I'm going to handle it when I get to that point. Yeah. I feel like you're a walker, though. Like, yeah. Like, when you're, like, a situation, you're a walker. Yeah. You're a pacer. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a puncher. <laughs> you punch Fernando. <laughs> I know there's different ways that I guess people can handle stress that uh-huh. I've been learning about. There's been a couple that I've seen where, like, you literally think about a event that has happened in your life, like, for example like your wedding and during the contractions you're literally focusing because i guess when your mind is focused on something it kind of takes the focus away from the pain Mm -hmm. so if you're focused on a specific event you start to think about you know the food that you had the smell Mm -hmm. the feelings that were around that day like for example a wedding you know um you start thinking about the people that were there the everything every single situation that happened during that day so you're focused on that specific event making your brain kind of distracted from the pain that you're feeling Mm -hmm. so at that point i guess that helps Mm -hmm. (laughs) i don't know if it does i don't know if people have tried it i don't know anything but 
that's one of the things that I've heard and read about. Another one is a focal point, I guess. Mm-hmm. So you look I around. I feel like that would help you. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I think I, I would be more of a, this is what I'm thinking, but the day of, I'll let you guys know. Yeah. <laughs> I think I'd be more of like the meditator, like the praying, but who knows? Yeah. No. Yeah. But I feel like it, as opposed to like thinking of your wedding, I don't see you doing that. I don't either. I'd like, I feel like you'd be upset. like, shut up. Like, <laughs> I don't care that I danced all night and had a great time. Shut up. You know? But I feel like if you're like praying and you're like, like you'd be just like dart vision at something and just been like, go through the contraction, like, <laughs> And, like, with that thought of, like, Hail Mary full of grace, you know, like, praying a rosary or something. Like, super intensely. Mm-hmm. Yeah, focal, like, focusing on something specific throughout the room, like, whether it be the window, whether it be your partner's ear. I don't know. You know, like, something random, but, like, finding something around You're the like, room. you got a little earwax there, <laughs> Fernando. Just kidding. Focusing on something that's around the room and then just kind of, like, breathing in, breathing out. Um... Yeah, I've heard that breathing really helps. Yeah. Like, learning how to breathe during the contractions. Yeah. That's one. And then I've heard, like, aromatherapy, too, where people bring their essential oils. And, like, that way their brain focuses on the smell of the essential oil rather than the pain. And just, like, I think it's so cool how there's so many ways that you can literally prepare. Obviously, you're preparing up to that day, you know. But once you're in that room, mm-hmm. <laughs> when it's about to go down, yeah, things that you can do to... Once the contractions start. I've also heard of people that they start contractions, they think their water broke, but then they go to the hospital and they're, like, not even dilated at all. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> so I've I think, seen a lot of that, too. I think I need to get myself educated on the whole, like, mucus plug and water break. Mm-hmm. Or when your water breaks because well, i mean a lot of women's like most women's water doesn't break before they're in labor so yeah. like they they break it for them once they're in the hospital i've heard that's mm-hmm. scary <laughs> yeah so like the contractions start you start dilating and then when you're in the hospital they're like okay time to break your water because yeah. once the water breaks you have a certain amount of time to give birth because infection is like right. a risk and stuff right so, yeah, I have a yeah. couple friends. Well, a friend specifically that I think about when I'm talking about this. She was sharing her birth story with me and she was saying that she her water broke and she had no idea. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I think she was in the shower or something. Oh, well, and that makes sense. Yeah, I know. But it's so scary. Like, I can't even imagine thinking like or not knowing that yeah. your water broke. And then you're just like, oh, baby's here. <laughs> so I saw a video of a lady giving birth in her car because at first she was like oh labor isn't that bad it was like her third child or something so she already like knew what it felt like you know so then she was on her way to the hospital i think she even told her husband like it's not time yet but i guess we'll go they're gonna send us back home whatever so they were on the way and then on the way there she started getting really bad contractions and then out of nowhere she's like I have to push and like and he was like what what and then they called nine they called the the doula Uh and then the doula's like call 911 because they need to meet you over there if she does give birth and then so she gave literally gave birth in the car and her husband was like I told you it was time (laughs) and she was like oh snap I have an aunt who has done that really I think even my youngest cousin, so her youngest child, I think on the birth certificate or like on the hospital paperwork or something, it literally says this... delivered in the parking lot. <laughs> That's but funny. I was actually, I actually witnessed her second child 
um, I was at my grandma's house and she was at my grandma's house and she decided to say I'm having contractions, you know, because mm-hmm. I guess we don't really know. We can't plan this. Yeah. Again, it goes back to God. Baby's going to come when God wants to, you know. Yeah. But my aunt was like, oh, baby's coming. And we were there and I remember her just like being so nonchalant and like it was already her second child but it ended up being that my uncle was i think getting a car wash or was somewhere you Mm -hmm. know and finally my uncle gets there they speak to the hospital and my cousin was born in the car (laughs) dang yes and i I think it happened for like three of her children were like they were either born in the parking lot car or like at the house (laughs) what how does it happen more than once (laughs) And I asked her, because I'm interested in people's birth stories, you know, so I asked her how her experience was, and she was like, yeah, no, like, I kept doing everything normal, I walked, I worked out, or not worked out, but I think she, like, lived at an apartment where it was upstairs, and she would go up and down the stairs, Mm -hmm. clean around the house, and just normal things, normal Mm -hmm. day-to-day things, she never changed her routine, and so I don't know if that's what prepared her to just maybe, have an yeah. easier birth or maybe just the way she gives birth, you know, since we're all different. Mm-hmm. It's so cool that I'm literally working with God. Mm-hmm. Like he's my coworker in this thing, you know, yeah. and we're working You're together. You're his coworker. I'm just kidding. Yeah, we're each other. Well, yeah, he's my boss. <laughs> he's your, yeah, he's your boss. He's my boss. <laughs> he's and your we're, manager. And we're... <laughs> And we're working together to bring this baby, you know? And I think I'm super excited to see what his plan for my birth story is. I'm super excited to see, I don't know, I'm just super excited to experience this. I think we've mentioned in other episodes that I've always known that I've wanted to be a mom. I've wanted to be a mom for so long, you know? And I know that this is my calling and obviously I'm here and all things to God. All glory to him, you know, because not everyone has this opportunity or privilege, Mm -hmm. you know. And so it's I'm super thankful that God has allowed me to enter into this season. And the fact that we get to work together to do this. Yeah. Exciting. (laughs) Yeah. It's super cool because if you look at it that way, just like through the lens of, of God, it's like God loves every single one of us. Right. He already knows like what your baby's going to be like, what your baby's going to achieve and and you know what I mean? Like, it's just crazy that, like, God is giving you this human to, like, nurture and take care of and raise and, like, teach. And it's just so cool. And I'm so excited to see you hear your birth story and just hear how God works in that, you know, like, whatever the outcome is, when whatever way you end up giving birth, like, just hearing how God, God's hand was there the whole time, you know? Yeah. I've been something, you know, we spoke about in prayer last week, how there's different ways to pray. You know, Mm -hmm. I'm tying, tying it back to prayer and how there's different ways to pray. So something that I've been doing lately is reading the daily readings for the masses. Mm -hmm. So I've been reading, like I'll open up my phone and like I have an app where I literally read the reading of the day. Mm -hmm. And today I thought it was super cool. And I'm going to connect it to what we're talking about on the podcast because it is the solemnity of the nativity of St. John the Baptist. Mm -hmm. So it's the reading was basically talking about how I'm John the Baptist, but I'm not Jesus. Someone is going to come after me who Mm -hmm. I'm not even worthy of like tying his sandals or Mm -hmm. untying his sandals, you know, but he's going to be Jesus. Mm -hmm. He is going to be the one. And it also 
talked about in the psalm, it talked about how I praise you for I'm wonderfully made. And I think that God is so crazy in the fact that I'm literally going through birth or not birth, pregnancy. Not birth right now. <laughs> the same way Elizabeth had John the Baptist, the same way Mary had Jesus, I have my own baby inside mm-hmm. of me. And even before the baby's born, like God has already made this child, mm-hmm. planned this child, has everything written for this child. Mm-hmm. And the fact that this child is wonderfully made and exactly how she's supposed to be made, I think mm-hmm. I'm here because God planned it and... Yeah, because you've always been open to his plan from the beginning. We've mentioned that you've been open to life since your marriage started, you know? And um, I think that's so... Like, it just goes back to we were made for love, you know? And your baby that is inside of you right now growing and being nurtured by you and all of that, like, you're giving your baby all the love and nutrients that it needs. And, like, it's just so crazy how connected you are to your baby without even knowing her yet. Like, how much you love her and you don't even know her yet. Or you've never seen what her little nose is going to look like. or her. You know what I mean? Like, you can love someone so much without knowing them yet. Yeah, there's a song that it gets me emotional every time. It's a, a Christian song called um, like Niña de Tus Ojos or something. Mm-hmm. Niña de Tus Ojos. And I recommend y'all going to listen to it because it's like it's it just makes us be thankful for how God sees us. Like mm-hmm. somos la niña de sus ojos because he sees us that way, you mm-hmm. know. And so I get super emotional hearing it because I'm just thinking it also talks about how we don't know we don't physically know what God looks like. We don't see him physically. It's crazy that someone can love us so much without us knowing that person. Yeah. And I connect it to my baby because it's like, I love this person so much inside of me. How can I love someone so much and not know this person? Yeah. And then it goes back to God's love for us too. Like, I feel like when you already have this much, so much love for your baby, like you would do anything for your baby at yeah. this point and you don't even know her yet. Like, And that's a fraction of how much God loves us. So I'm so excited for you to like have your baby and like experience that amount of love and be able to connect that and be like, whoa, like God loves me so much. Like, I think we will never be able to comprehend it because we're human. But I think motherhood and fatherhood, like parenthood is the closest that we on this earth will get to experiencing the sacrificial type of love that God has for us, you know? Amen, sister. I'm super excited to bring you guys on this journey. I want to, you know, once baby's here, just like talk to you guys about my experience and how it actually went. At the end of the day, like we've spoken throughout this whole episode, it's going to be God's will Mm -hmm. that's going to be done. And we're just going to be out here glorifying him, you know. But yes, uh, before we end this episode here, <laughs> Anna, how have you loved this week? This week, I have loved by... So my dad had a headache and my mom also had a headache. I was going to come home and complain about how I had a headache, but <laughs> I guess you got a headache. So who do I complain to? I'm like, well, I'm feeling just great, dad. So you can complain to Aww. me. So I just kind of heard him out and was like, oh, okay, I'm sorry. You have a headache, you know. And then um, we were going to eat dinner and I usually they serve me because I, I don't know. That's just how we, that's just how they are. Yeah. Um, but then I was like, no, 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 sit down, sit down. I'll serve you. So Aww. that's how I've loved this week. That's sweet. Yes. How have you loved this week? 
This week I've loved by, I've just, you know, going back to this whole episode that we've talked about, I've just been feeling, I think it it was from like two weeks ago on, I've just been feeling so connected to my baby Mm -hmm. and just going on walks. I literally go on walks every day. I started doing a hundred squats a day. That's crazy. (laughs) I just learned how to do a proper squat like two days ago. So, (laughs) and I think just like wanting to be healthy for my baby and communicating and just with her you know Mm -hmm. having conversations with her i've just been feeling very connected to her so i've just loved my baby yes thank you guys so much for listening to us i hope you know this was kind of a different episode we kind of went off track a little on the bump date but yeah we hope you enjoyed yeah we obviously want to make you part of our our lives and we hope you can take something away from what we have to say um if you don't already follow us follow us on instagram at made for amor and also um we want to thank you so much for your response in from last week's episode and um Mind you that we're over there on the on the social medias waiting for you to interact with us. Yes, stay tuned for the bloopers. <laughs> Hi, we're testing the mic. Testing one, two, three. You're like a doctor. I, no, I'm not. You're an OBGYN. I'm, basically, much. I'm a YouTube OBGYN. Oh, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> oh, take off the little clickety. I feel like toronjas are way smaller than bananas, but okay. Subscribe for $2.99. I'm just kidding. <laughs> we just have to support each other. Yeah. I mean, I'm not going to watch you give birth, but you know, like, <laughs> 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 love that for you. <laughs>